The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com. To find your kind of tech. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm in Los Angeles still. Noah is here. Anya is here. Welcome, guys. How are you this morning? Is it morning where you are? Kind of, maybe. No, it's for noon. me. Where Anya is. Not for Anya. It is, yes. Yeah, it's it's like morning it. for us. Yeah. Um, God, top of the morning to you. My boyfriend is still asleep in the other room. Um, I went in, turned on his. Uh, white noise machine and i was like you need to crank it up boo boo because it's just like like it's not loud enough and i'm like i want to talk about you bitch (laughs) crank that bitch no um he's a snuggle buggle in the next room and um he had a late night last night so he's sleeping in a little bit today and um what's it like cohabitation Oh, just ask the same question. Coke. Done. Did um, we both say that? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. You both said cohabitation know, too, so instead of like living together. <laughs> We're scientists. Very, <laughs> honestly, what is this podcast? Um, okay, welcome back to NPR. This is <laughs> Terry Gross. Um, so cohabitation. It's. I mean, it's. We've done it before. We did it for many years, and um, I feel like we've probably lived together. Um, for like two years out of the ten that we've been off and on, so it's it's the same. It's always great. It's we get along really good living together. There's never been. It's better than not living together for us. Always more conflict arises the- when we don't see each other and we're not living together 
But when we're living together, we're just maybe it's um like the whole theory of you have to make it work. Like, you know how like people go when you get married, you just you get into a fight. It, it Fights don't escalate to insanity as much because you both know that this you're going to have to make it work because you're married. And I feel like we both know there's no other place for us to go unless we get a hotel. So maybe that's maybe it just makes us feel secure, I guess. And in a relationship, I feel like like it's just so obvious when I'm secure in my relationship to me. It's like, you know, when my I realize that my happiness and my mood and so much of my life, unfortunately, is dictated by the security I feel with my partner. Now when I'm single, I don't know what dictates my happiness. Honestly, not sure. Like if Starbucks filled my cup all the way to the top, <laughs> if they're accepting mobile that, orders today. So beautiful metaphorically and literally. It's it I really don't know what it what I don't remember, but I know that when I'm in a relationship, instability in my relationship equals instability in my, the rest of my life. And that is called codependency. And yes. it is also, but my old therapist used to say, codependency, there's this whole realm of therapists who think codependency is the worst thing. We need other people. We we need to depend on people. We don't need that other people to dictate how we feel. But like there is, there is always such a negative connotation with codependency. And I think that there is something to be said for like, well, there's benefits of it too. And there is a reason why we partner up as humans and, and, and why, why being single and living alone isn't ideal and why, you know, there's so much loneliness going on with older people. Like I get, my heart has been breaking recently for old people like living alone. Like I read some stat about like how many elderly people have no one and just die alone. Don't not even in a nursing home, just die. Like no one is left and it makes me so fucking sad. I can't even handle it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we need, but it 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 really bothers me. I guess it doesn't bother me. It just um, it it's nice to re- it's nice to be able to recognize when I'm feeling depressed and the world sucks and I am d- just in in general um so negative about everything. It's usually because my boyfriend and I are like not feeling secure. There's like we're having a lack of communication or something, but it, that's yeah, both that's sad so and nice to know. But what the fuck, man? I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want my happiness to be dependent on it. I mean, it has to be dependent on something. People go, your happiness shouldn't be dependent on your job or like your successes at work or you know your home life. But it's like, then what the fuck else is it supposed to be dependent on? Your inner spirit and how much you like yourself. Like, who has that? besides Deepak Chopra own Starbucks and cup. Oprah yeah yeah exactly so I gotta get a job working at Starbucks get oh you would probably off. love it I kind of would except today at Starbucks the woman was so chipper it fucking annoyed I'm not kidding you I should have recorded it it well, I can't do an impression right now because it would wake Chris up but it was so loud and she was just like hey thanks for coming no you did it like screaming and I was looking around like is anyone else gonna clock this and like I do want people to enjoy their jobs, but I felt so, I've never felt worse for Starbucks work, Starbucks workers than them working with this overly cheery one. It's I ironic. I had a flight attendant like that the other day, and I think I Ugh. sent you a recording. She was screaming on the flight and like at no. such a high pitch and doing a trivia game, but it was terrifying because she was screaming and all of us are just like, 
you're taking us hostage. It was a oh. Southwest flight, let me just say. Why Southwest, are all of them stop trying it. out? I, I, because my dad always says, I love Southwest. You know, in job interviews, they ask, if, at a Southwest job interview, every single interview, they ask, tell me a joke. And if you can't, they don't really, they don't get the job. And I go, well, if you asked me to tell you a joke, I wouldn't tell, I, do, I wouldn't have one on hand. I have one now because I just read this book and there was a great joke. Now when people go, tell me a good joke. Like I'm not someone who just like carries jokes in their pocket. Like, well, two guys walk into a bar. Like I don't memorize those jokes. I like people that do. It's a skill that people have. As a comedian, I do not have that skill. But what I do like that I just read was um, a cop pulls over a car and there's um, three priests inside. And the cop goes, we're looking for three pedophiles. And they go, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I'll send that I mean, to my dad. We all know why I like that joke. I'll screenshot it for you because it was in a David Sedaris book. I don't think it was. In, it wasn't his joke. He just had a joke in a book. Um, but it, it's, you know, for many reasons, that's my favorite joke. But yes, yeah, Southwest, the other day I was on a flight and their little chipper, cheery attitude, which is some people love it. And it's so sweet when someone's stupid enough to get a kick out of that. When your life is that simple, <laughs> that a flight attendant making a joke like is enough to make you laugh out loud. Like I look at you and I go, how dumb, how easy is your life that this is giving you joy? I envy people that just get kicks out of dumb shit. You know, I like want those we, people in my audience. <laughs> I mean, I'll just kill. I, I don't think they'd even like me because it would be, t it wouldn't be easy enough to get like, I, I, I don't, not that I'm like super intellectual humor no, by you're any fast. means. Yeah. They, but they, they just need like, they just go, ho, and they're looking at each other like, oh, and they, the, the people who clap when you land, you know, that's that whole thing, which I don't really actually hate that. I think clapping when you're landing isn't that bad. It's like kind of cute. People hate clappers when they land. But the other day I was texting with Chris because there was, or maybe I was texting with you. I get you guys confused, but I was saying to, <laughs> like emotionally, I get you guys confused text-wise because I share the same kind of things. Yeah, it's the, it's the pictures I send you guys. I <laughs> Um, although you like it from behind, um, <laughs> that's the difference. Uh, ooh, that's a cool sound. <laughs> How do you do it? Yeah, okay, no, that was a Conan O'Brien. <laughs> um, speaking Wait, of Conan O'Brien, Chris saw him last night. Uh, yeah, the hip dance where he has strings on his hips yeah. and then he cuts one and his hip falls. It's the best. Um, so I was telling someone that I was on this flight and, oh yeah, I was on the way out here and there was this girl that was so loud and just being so obnoxious and like, it was the kind of person where if you were to tell them, hey, there are people, like there's people on this flight, like you, she was having a conversation with her friend next to her and they're like laughing because she's one of these people that's just so loud and has to have every thought that comes in her head said out loud and she can't speak She's talking to her friend. She's like, I told them that if we are delayed, I'm not sleeping in this airport. I am not sleeping in this airport. Oh, you all should be happy right now. We're about to take off. Like, oh and it was so obnoxious, but you knew she's the kind of girl that if you were like, excuse me, you're being rude. She'd be like, what did you say? Are you a racist fucking bitch? Like it was going to go to that. Like I just knew it. So I just, that's my called shut. unbridled self-expression. Really? Yeah. Is that like a real thing? Yeah, it's um, she was Chinese, by the way, if you guys were thinking she was black. Um, no, she was uh, unbridled self-expression. U.S.E. Um, yeah. So it's basically it's, like when you just say everything that's on your mind, you just like dump it. My therapist mm -hmm. calls it shooting from the hip. 
Okay. You know what? I was furious at this girl at the time. And also the Southwest flight attendant who was making jokes wasn't helping because they were setting her up to be jokey and loud. So people were laughing. So then she wants attention. So now it's getting, so I'm like, this is encouraging this bad behavior. But then I was like, and I hated this girl. I was like seething. I was literally hoping my plane would crash so that she would be eliminated from the earth. I was like having those kinds of thoughts. I I have those on planes all the time where I look around and I go, I will take the sacrifice because these people are fucking awful. Like it's usually on a Southwest flight too. Oh, you know what the problem was? It was a Southwest flight at fucking 4 p.m. direct from St. Louis to Las Vegas, Nevada. That is your problem. You're getting on a flight to Las Vegas direct from anywhere on a Friday and you are going to have rowdy, drunk idiots. It was like a booze cruise. So (laughs) yeah, they're pre-gaming. This girl, yeah. But this girl was not drunk. She was just loud. And you can tell. And I just go, you know what? And I look around. There's people trying to sleep. This girl is like so disruptive. And I go, Nikki, she probably go- grew up in a home where she never got any people. T- when she was trying to nap as a little girl, her parents were probably screaming at each other, had the TV loud, listening to music. She probably never learned this poor little child. I tried to shrink her down to a child. And picture where she learned this behavior where no one else's feelings matter or eardrums. And I realized this person was probably, you know, emotionally abused as a child. And she didn't learn. And to have empathy that this... And most of the time, rude-ass people that have no... Like, people on their speakerphones having full conversations. People who are blasting music in hotel rooms or apartments or just being loud... They're either drunk because you have lack of self-awareness when you're drunk or they just grew up. Just imagine how they grew up, where they learned this. They probably That's had so the nice worst fucking parents. I wish I had, then had your their voice parents have the worst fucking parents. Um, what did you say? I you wish had the- I had had that kind of compassion the other day on the Southwest flight. I was so upset. I was thinking like, how can I complain about this? And then I'm like, don't be a Karen. Just let it go. But it was it was terrifying and I could tell... A lot of passengers were annoyed. They were trying. Well, that's to where you look around and you kind of just go, "What the fuck?" And that's what when it's the flight attendant, I get mouthy and I go, "Okay, we get it." Uh, and I go, "Ugh," I do a Opie and Anthony, "Ugh," which I used to pull from. As they should. As, as they, they should. Should. <laughs> oh my god! I like as they should is sweeping the nation. Because you're ugh to that girl's boyfriend. Oh, just an ugh, like there's nothing more that I want to avoid in life than someone looking at me and going, ugh, like just, isn't that the worst insult? Yeah. It's slight. Also a shush works too. Like a shh. Like they don't know where it's coming from. We're all kind of subconsciously programmed to shut the fuck up when we hear a shh. Um, that works, but I love an ugh. And I have gotten, I mean, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting too, famous to be this person in public anymore where I call out rude behavior and like and the one that gets a bit a bit loud about like no one cares sir like I'll (laughs) shout that like if a guy three rows back is like talking really loud or like I'll go the other day I said so loud to someone which they didn't even know what that meant (laughs) but has it has an implied yeah because it's in it it's yes (laughs) Yes. and so that's i think why works so well (laughs) but it is getting to the point where i'm i and i know that people roll their eyes when i say i'm famous or whatever because i would too but it's just a thing like it's growing like even i just had a voice lesson right before this 
and my voice teacher has no concept of who I am, which is fine. Like I wouldn't expect him to. He's sixty-five year old, you know, guy who lives in Baldwin, Missouri, and um, opera like opera singer. And he uh, he was like I, over the weekend, you know, I sang with Michael McDonald, and he grew up with Michael McDonald, and had told me about you know his days back in the days, like me and Michael being in bands or whatever. And so when I met Michael McDonald this weekend. Yeah, if you don't know who he is, he's is in the Doobie Brothers, and he's also the guy that sings like this, yeah. and um, taking it to the streets. And he, um, I, I like went up to Michael and was like, I study with Michael Rocchio, who you grew up with, and he was like, Oh yeah, a guy from back in the day. Like, I mean, he's sixty, and this they knew each other when they were twenty, so he's kind of like, Yeah, I think. But I told my voice t- teacher and sent him all these pictures and he's like, Are, what is happening? Like, what is this? Like, you're performing <laughs> with John Mayer and uh, the, the Ario Speedwagon. Like, he was blown away. But he, I sent him pictures and he was like, I posted those pictures on Facebook because he wanted to brag about his student, like getting to do this thing. Aww. Even though it was like, I was a <gasps> comedian, cute. not a singer in it. And he said to me, Nikki, today, he was like, I posted that on Facebook. I had no idea how well known you are. I had no clue. And I go, I know I, it surprises me as well. Sometimes like it's, it's been, it's growing. Um, it's growing a lot recently. And he was, it was just so cute that he was just like, people were freaking out. And I, it was just really cute. But even yesterday, I mean, I've been doing this for probably 10 years now, but when I walk on sunset Boulevard and there is a celebrity, uh, sightseeing van you know there's these tmz ones there's tons of them and they're constantly roaming sunset boulevard just pointing out that's where whoever died and that's the viper room and like they're just going and, and maybe they'll see a celebrity and i always because i know i once was a young girl in la who went on a celebrity tour and i would have killed to see a celebrity walking down the sidewalk but you don't know because everyone looks normal and you don't know who is who unless you're very savvy so I always used to say, I'm, com- I'm a comedian. I'm, I'm friends with Amy Schumer. Like that was my joke yeah. back in the day. And I would film uh-huh. myself saying it when, when I was someone who was not recognizable. But yesterday I was filming a show and I was like waiting to walk into this business and I was waiting on the sidewalk and people were filming outside the business because they like love this business because of the show or whatever. And I, they're paparazzi out there and then there's like a, a a van of people that came through and they're kind of staring at me and I'm waving at them because I'm just waiting for my I'm like we're waiting for I don't know sound or something lighting inside so I'm waving to this van of people and then they start kind of like waving back and I'm like I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm a comedian. I'm screaming across traffic. And the guy that's like the crew guy that's holding me is like, you're like thinking I go, I do that because not because I want attention, but because I feel like I want to give them a gift of like seeing a live animal on a safari. Like I want to be the cheetah that's like comes up and like pause at the window. Um, not for myself. Like really, I promise like maybe it's 10% for myself, but I don't even think it's that. Like I really do it because I know what it means to be a celebrity fanatic and to see someone that you go, okay, she's not like, we're not seeing Brad Pitt, but we're seeing someone who we can look at her IMDb and she see like people get excited about famous people. Um, but that leads me to saying, 
Oh, 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 I'm the level of famous now where at the gym, I have to wipe down my equipment afterwards. <laughs> I realized because right, people want to bottle the sweat or something. Oh, oh, that's so funny. No, because I, they'll think I'm an, they might go one person sees Nikki Glaser not wipe down her machine. And I know the way people talk about celebrities on Reddit and stuff and how much people who love celebrities actually hate them and are looking for any reason to like write you off as a bad person right and a story like that if one person saw me not wipe down a machine i am entitled and gross and but the truth is and so i wiped down machine now not because i care about the person after me but because i don't want to be bes- besmirched in the public eye by one person who might see me because the other day at my gym in my building i could tell these girls were like i can tell when people recognize me and they kind of look at they look at me a little long and then I look back at them always and they're always on their phone Googling. And, I, and I've caught, I mean, I'm not kidding you, dozens of Uber drivers. I've caught them kind of like rear view mirror eye contact. And then I see them on their phone, Google, Google comedian, like, or they'll Google Nikki fame. And I'll see my, I'll see my fucking net worth pop up or whatever the oh fuck they're God. Googling. Um, they're like, she better give me a tip. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I see it a lot. So I just know the, I kind of know the, and I was been friends with famous people so long. Like I remember being friends with Amy and just seeing people see her and then tell their friends and then like, look back. Like I know, I know the, the, the steps of, yes. of recognition, but I want to just say, you shouldn't wipe down your machine. If you care about germs so much, wipe it down before you work out. I think the new rule, Chris, I lo- it's perfect that you've emerged for this. New rule. You wipe down a machine before you use it. The person, you don't wipe it after because the only, I don't care about a sweaty machine. I don't care if someone's, if it, if it is covered in disgust, I will wipe it down. But if it is, this is a perfect system because people who actually care about germs are going to wipe it down anyway. They're not going to trust it was wiped down before them. People that really care. So they're wiping it down twice. So just stop wiping it down if you're because the people who actually care already do it anyway. What do you think? I completely agree. I, I need to remember to wipe it down before because it's like I care for myself and I care for others. I, if you're My mom, by the way, only washes her hands before she pees and I always thought that was gross and then I was like she kind of has a point it's not like when I'm peeing I'm fingering myself I don't even touch myself and pee is like clean actually people like drink their pee so if I get pee on my hand I honestly don't care it's not like I'm gonna go like I like touch a baby's mouth or something like I usually like even if it's a little like this this is grossing everyone out let's take a break and come back (laughs) and like regroup because I really need to think about what I'm about to admit here okay we'll be right back after this Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. 
The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. All right. We're back. Um, yeah. Hand washing. I do it most of the time. Like, but uh, interesting your mom does it before she goes to the bathroom because... I guess I don't know why. I don't know. I take it back now because okay. I'm like, yeah, if you touch yourself. Maybe because she touches all. the toilet paper and then she thinks the dirt will go on the toilet paper into her vagina. Do you know that our phones maybe. are like worse than toilet yeah. seats? And yeah, they're covered in poo. They're like and grease. Everything's covered in poo. 
oh my god i opened my phone i took my phone case off because i don't know if you know this little hack but if you want to give yourself a speaker on your phone you know how your iphone speaker kind of sucks yeah Uh, sorry for droid listeners but you 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 probably are like you know I was going to make some joke about how you're poor. (laughs) No, but um, for any phone, I think it, your speaker sucks. If you put it in a glass in a, in a, a, you know, in a hotel room, I always put it in the glasses. So I had to take my cover off to fit my phone in a glass and whoa, what did you find that? It was like this. It was like digging in the seat of a, of a Southwest flight. Like it was just, it was just, it was sticky and I, cu- I couldn't believe there weren't like silverfish living in it. I was like, this would be a perfect place for a bug to live. I remember my keyboard in college. One time a silverfish ca- crawled out of the letter J and like oh. went over to like the tilde. And I was like, oh God, how was that? I have like critters living in here. I mean, I was so disgusting in college, just like dripping things constantly in the keyboard. Um, but yeah. That is uh, satisfying. Yeah. Uh, what? To open is it up it- and clean it out. Oh, I didn't clean it. I just looked at it and go, that's gross. I like, I looked for a, a thing to wipe it off, but there was nothing nearby. And so I just put it back on. I mean, it's what still is, what is disgusting. I don't get it. N- yeah. I was like, what's satisfying? Oh, uh, cleaning something. I don't know what you mean. Hiring someone to clean something for you. Yeah. I guess that feels good, but I don't have a sense of accomplishment about it. Um, okay. We have to discuss the elephant in the room. Um, which are uh, Anya's new tusks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anya got new teeth. Oh, yeah, there's no gap anymore. Yeah, but yesterday when I came, I mean, I still am having a lot of trouble speaking. I think you're you leaning into it. I, I sound like I'm having some trouble with my lips. Yeah, so it's they're not permanent yet, though. You're right. like, you have a, a, what's it called? A temporary thing. Yeah, you know what it feels like, Nick? Hmm. It's exactly like if you took two dentine ice and chewed them up for like a minute and then tucked them right behind your front teeth. That's how it is to talk. So it's a lot uh, yes. of new matter or material right there. Oh, that you're, yeah, you're doing really well with it. I can't, as uh, soon as you point it out, it starts to go, oh yeah, I hear it. But hey, Anya, um, are yeah, you getting you a like bubblegum tongue? What's oh that? Oh my God. What the fuck <laughs> is that? It's a John Mayer lyric. Oh, <laughs> your bubblegum tongue. tongue. Because if you want love. What was it like interacting oh. with him, Nikki? Oh, I it was a lot good. of besties like, are I'm, wondering. I know him. Yeah, a lot of people wrote me and were like, oh my God, tell him I love him. I'm like, I'm gone. Like, <laughs> the pictures are posted. This was last night. <laughs> um, I've known John for, you know, just peripheral. I mean, I've known John about John since the year 2000 when he opened for Guster and my my the guy that I was in love with Doug Reese took me on like what I guess a quasi date to go see him and during Your Body is in Wonderland which was the first time I'd ever heard that song he was a new performer we were there to see Guster but he was like this guy John he had seen them the night before and he was like this kid that's opening for them is so good and he whispered in my ear during Your Body is Wonderland and he goes this song is about sex and I was just like oh my oh god my and then um and it totally was virgin? I mean he was yes I mean this was high school this was I was 16 okay. so I didn't lose my virginity for another um five years and doug was 30 or (laughs) no doug was my age too i loved him so much where are you doug reese if anyone knows doug reese that is such a popular boy's name 98 doug reese yeah that's what we called him because 98 degrees was such a popular (laughs) band and so taylor came up with it she was like 98 doug grease so doug reese r-e-i-s if you know doug reese please someone tell me 
how to find him and tell him I'm looking for him. I'm not trying to uh, like, I feel like he's like, she's a comedian. I don't want to be brought into the spotlight. I will not put you on my podcast. I just want to know where you, I just want to reconnect with you and share some memories. Cause I love you um, as a friend. And, and, and I don't, it's so sad that uh, I lost touch with him, but um, that song was about sex. And that's anyway, John, I was like a huge fan of back in the day and then continuing on slow dancing in a burning room is one of my favorite songs. Um, I really loved his like soul album he did or like his like um, kind of like country ish, like folky album he did born and raised. I think it was called like I've been into him off and on over the years. And, um, and then I met him at the comedy cellar maybe in 2014 or something like that. And he was very nice and he's like comedy adjacent, you know, he's friends with a lot of comedians. So that's how I met him through that. And then, we obviously connected. We obvi- we connected when Bob Saget died again, and um, like helped each other a little bit uh, through that, and that was really nice. And then I saw him at um, where else have I seen him? I, I guess I saw him at the uh, the after party, the wake, I guess. Um, and then I then I called him for advice on having my vocal cord surgery because he had oh, the same yeah. same surgery, and so he gave me good advice there. And I did exactly what he said, which is like get an iPad and a keyboard and like, uh, and I ordered too small of an iPad. So I returned it. But anyway, um, and then, yeah, the other night I saw him backstage and I just, we just were like, Hey, and just like hugged. And then he was like, you look great. I was like, you look great. And then he had a cold and I was, he performed, I was front row watching him perform. And then, and then I went backstage cause we like went, so I did my stand up, and then I just stayed out in the audience and watched the, the, all the bands and then I went back for the finale backstage and that's where I saw him and he had a cold and he was like I apologize I'm singing you know an octave lower because I have a cold so instead of gravity he was doing gravity Deacon, you know like he was just took it down one and then he was but I was like I just told him I go no one would have noticed no but you could just tell he like it's interesting to see someone who's so famous and beloved call out this thing that no one would notice yeah. if we didn't know like you didn't need to tell us you had a cold you sounded amazing but i as as a comedian myself like anytime a joke doesn't go well i have to be like that was new i have to like right. always or even when i was on stage the other night chris was like you didn't need to say that because there was supposed to be a five minute like countdown clock but there was none and as soon as i looked down to see how much time i had the, there was nothing there and i go there's supposed to be a countdown clock but i don't know how much time i have and then i got off stage and chris was like Next time, people didn't need to know that. And I was like, that's a really good point. Like, I need to remember the audience isn't yeah, isn't backstage. They're not like, but you forget that. And great performers don't apologize for things they don't need to apologize for. So and what you're saying is John is not. Is a not great a great performer. performer. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that like, I, but I, the, it, you know what it shows is that he's uh humble and still like doubts himself and especially in in front of all of these uh legend legendary uh musicians yeah. i perhaps if it was his own show he wouldn't have apologized but i think he he knew he was amongst musicians that would maybe notice or something you know when i perform in front of comedians i up it a little bit um more but unfortunately sometimes when people like real fans will come to your shows though as a musician i've found they'll get they'll be like sticklers about like you didn't sing it like on the record you know like why didn't you sing it like on the record because a lot of times you don't you'll veer away from it you know just for fun because you're bored so maybe 
He's just like, people, real fans will notice if I'm not singing the note I usually sing. Yeah. No, and you know what? I would have noticed. I right. probably would have noticed. And, but, but he, but I, I guess my point was like, he, he sounded amazing with cold. Like, what the fuck? And, um, so yeah, that was, we just had a, a brief interaction backstage, but that was it. Um, what was my, what was I talking about before that? Your Anya's teeth? teeth. Oh yeah, your teeth. <laughs> Back to I Anya's think it's teeth. such a major, like, I've I've kind of wanted to get veneers before because they are they veneers is that what they're called? What you I got? I think so. They're porcelain veneers. The reason I got them Ooh. was because as I've aged, my teeth have gotten a little discolored. I've always had this one thing on my front tooth that breaks off every eight years. I have to get it fixed, and I was just like, I don't. And then like braces didn't stick. Like they've gotten a little more crooked. And then my dentist is like, you could do Invisalign or. You could spend a couple grand and just get these four things replaced. And I was like, that I seems wish my intense. my doctor would have said that. I cannot believe how affordable it was. I can't believe I've been in Invisalign since before Trump was president. <laughs> I'm not kidding I mean, it, this is such a violent procedure, though. Yeah. Why? It is. Do they, they break your teeth? They fucking grind your teeth down to stalactites. At one point, they go, okay, you're all done. Sit up and you can rinse so now. So you did have it ground down to little nubs. Yes, And you can dude. see, oh, no. they show you. See, that's the reaction that's I mean, I'm that's a natural inside. reaction. I know. That anyone should have. Of any but they kind avoid of- your nerves. I was asking the dentist, I'm like, how do you know like that you're avoiding my nerves? She's like, because uh, I went to school for most of my life. I was like, easy lady. I'm sorry. It wasn't an <laughs> <Nice>. insult. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, that's, that's but I could see how that doctor. would be an annoying question. Like, how do y'all know what you're doing? No, you know what? <laughs> I want to know what they're doing in there. They are taking so long to do little things. I recently had a tooth procedure. And I'm like, What's he doing up in there? Like, there's so many like different like whirring sounds and like yes. there's like a grind. There was a thing they were, they were chipping off an old filling, and it's all of a sudden a rock came shooting out of my. And he goes, "That's normal." And I go, well, "How about you tell me it's normal before it happens? Like a rock might come shooting out of your face. It felt like and it sounded like uh, you're driving on the highway and a semi truck like flicks a rock into your windshield. That's what it sounded like. It was like flicking around in my mouth, all, all of this filling just shooting everywhere. And he goes, that's normal. That's normal. And I'm like, it's yes. like when, flight, when pilots don't tell you this turbulence is normal, we're not going to die. Like, let us know. John Mayer us. Let us know your process. <laughs> let us know what is happening here. Assume that we are going to assume the worst about you, even though we're not. And, and fill us in a little bit on these yeah. feelings. I would have so, appreciated a heads up. Like, you no. know, 25 minutes in, I'm like, how much longer is this going to go on? And she, if she had just told me, so we're going to be up in here for like 28 minutes or 30 oh, minutes. God, like that would have been so a, nice. Give us a time limit. And and now you're scared to ask her questions because she got so defensive about the yeah. n- n- the nerve question. You're yeah. getting, you hit a nerve, clearly. <laughs> but, you got to learn how to not hit them. <laughs> At one point, I stood up. She goes, all right, just rinse now. Uh, I had no idea that my teeth weren't in yet. And I'm like <sighs> rinsing. And then I'm feeling. And all I feel, Nikki, are like, oh, my God. Imagine oh, like nubs. three long drapes of your gums. And I'm like feeling these strings. I'm like, what? Why is there like, there's so much stuff still hanging in my mouth. behind? I think you need to trim my gums. And she's like, oh, oh your dear. teeth aren't in yet. <laughs> Okay, so I'm this just dentist. No wonder they were cheap. No, she was. I'm great. sorry. This is not okay. No, I don't like. Gr- can I just great. say though? Come on, that the, people need to know because I did not know this because I feel like I've always been to reliable dentists. I've heard multiple stories lately, um, 
about people going to the dentist and needing tons of work done because ben- dentists prey on people's people know people dentists know that people don't take care of their teeth and they're ashamed of it so people will wait 10 years to go to the dentist they'll you know andrew i think hadn't been to the dentist in like 20 years like something like that because people get ashamed and then they go and they will just don't if you go to the dentist and you need more than two cavities or i would say more than three cavities filled and your teeth aren't hurting. Like you, if you go in hurting and then they say you have four cavities. Okay, you probably have four cavities. But if you go in for a checkup and your teeth aren't hurting and you get more, three or more cavities that they need filled, second opinion. Because there are con artist dentists everywhere. Yes. I've read yes. about this on Reddit. I've heard personal experiences of it. Chris is going to come in right now and tell us a personal experience. Pro tip. That was a pro tip. Oh, pro, pro tip. Floss. Don't go to a <laughs> brand new dentist. They have tons of student debt. Oh, oh. <laughs> everyone you. is shady. But if you go to a guy that's why'd you have me go to Doctor Bacula? He's he's like twenty two. <laughs> he's in a group that of like uh, he's in a good group. He, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's they're the in a pyramid guy. scheme. He's server dentist. He's the coolest. <laughs> he's so good. He's he's totally server dentist. He has a server <laughs> voice, and he's Scott Bacula's nephew. He's just like, hey, uh, how's your teeth going today? How are you feeling? How's your teeth uh, going today? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, those. De- I mean, I'm not saying that they're all bad, but. Those dentists that are like young and just out of dental school, they've got tons of debt and they're like, hey man, if we do a bunch of fillings, that's what I think that's what happened with the the stories that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, there's yeah, there's one story in St. Louis, but I've I've I think this is something that people don't know about. So they they prey on your shame. You know, like yes. if they go, Oh my god, this is bad. You listen, and they roll their chair over, listen, they move the light out of the way. This isn't good. <laughs> So you've got six cavities on your left side. You got four on the right side, and we've got a couple options. Go to a second opinion. I'm not. I'm not lying to you. Like they, they, they know when people are sh- ashamed, and there are bad people out there that are taking advantage. So also, I went to two, two dentists in New two? York City. <laughs> they said, "Okay, you have to get an implant." I got a six thousand dollar implant on the right what? and then they go you have a hairline fracture on this uh on your other side you're gonna have to get an implant do you want to just do it now i go no i don't have six thousand dollars i go get a second opinion that guy goes you do have a hairline fracture but you don't yet need an implant but you will then i go to this guy a couple years later and he goes you have no hairline fracture it's fine you do not and will not I need mean, an implant let's all what just get fuck? second opinions for fucking everything I mean, it, it, that's that's the name of the game. I've never done that in my life. I just take, I just always defer that I'm an idiot and everyone knows better. Be especially doctors who are fucking egomaniacs. Um, you have to be kind of sociopathic and you know, just like they're they just kind of look at bodies like they cut into bodies. Like especially Ugh. surgeons, they surgeons. That's why um, sociopathy is kind of beneficial to society because we need people that can like cut into a body and not feel anything or feel remorse or, or like deal with people dying all the time. Babe, before you leave, I got you some sugar. (laughs) He hates, but sometimes when I want (laughs) intimacy with him, I'll go, give me some sugar. And he loves it, but hates it. But today I got you a chocolate croissant. Oh yeah. Cause I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. If you don't like it, just give it to someone who does, you know, I hope you have the greatest day. They hear it. Wait, they lo- he loves me? you and he thinks you're wonderful. Thank you. I've heard it before. He loves your new teeth. He didn't even see my teeth. I'm just kidding. He didn't <laughs> say that. Should I shave that off my incisors? Because 
I've heard that it gives a more youthful appearance. What are they called, Nikki? Lateral, Lateral incisors? Lateral incisors. Because your first four teeth are oh, all wow. incisors. I looked it up. Now, your lateral incisors are the ones next to your t- front teeth. So the t- two guys. buddies on the side. The little, right. two little henchmen. And uh, n- I think, yeah. Make them a little, maybe a, a t- like a hairline shorter. Yeah. But that's so exciting to have a new fresh set of teeth. Like, <laughs> I, it's really, whenever I get my teeth whitened, it's such a boost when I, d- I just got some like gaps filled in and my teeth and it was like, oh, really? I just like, yeah, because when I would smile, there would be, I just have, um it's not like a gap, but it's like my molars come together and they make like a cave and it's called the black triangles. And it was so funny because I was telling my That's surfer what I dentist. Got my <laughs> I was telling my surfer dentist when he was like, how your teeth, you know, hanging loose. And I was like, yeah, there's like, there's just when I smile sometimes it looks like I have like food in my vac molars and these like at the very top it looks like a little poppy seed and he was like oh yeah maybe we'll scrape up some of the stain that didn't work okay we'll knock out this filling and refill it because the filling looks stained that didn't work and I go it's not a stain it's a fucking shadow because it's a cave it's like a little cave hole and so he goes oh black triangle oh yeah he goes usually we, yeah, we, we have a process for filling those in, but it's usually the front teeth, not on the sides. And I was like, he's like, I've never done it on the side. I was like, I'll be the guinea pig. Fill those wow. bitches up. And so now it doesn't look like I have food in my teeth anymore, um, which was the thing that bugged me all the time. Why couldn't you um, figure that out on the first try? Why did you have to go through all these procedures? I can't say you know, procedures. Because it was a nice fucking... He caught a wave that morning, yeah. <laughs> and what is what is it called when it's like a nice uh? What is it called when they're like the ocean's good for surfing? A nar wave. You caught a nar. No, like ten. there's a good swell. There's a good swell or something. I don't. Yeah, know. a sweet swell. Yeah, I'm reading this book about um. Uh, it's it's really fascinating. Hold on, what's the name of it? I'm reading it slowly. I am going to read more than a third of it. The book. I do want to update you all. The book about um adult children of emotionally immature parents. I've only read, I'm stopping at half because I got it. Okay. It's just repeating <laughs> itself now, but I got it. And Why it's helpful. read the last like couple of pages just so you get the drift of the end. Have you ever yeah, thought to see who that? dies? Yeah, it's me <laughs> from loneliness because my parents were emotionally immature. Um, no, you're right. Maybe I should, but it's just repeating the same stuff. And it's, I hate books that, first of all, let me just say another strong opinion I have. No more forewords, no more prologues. I don't care about reading. I've already said this before. It bears repeating. I don't need to hear a bunch of people who didn't write the book tell me how good your book is. I bought it already. I don't need to read someone famous who I don't even fucking know. I'm fucking Michael Rocchio about this person. That's my voice teacher who didn't know who I was. (laughs) I don't know whoever it is that you got to write your forward that's so impressive saying how great you are. I paid to read your book. And then I don't want to read about all your thank yous about who helped you along the process, how this book came to be, save that for the end when I give a shit because I've just read the book and I want to know what's the genesis of this book. Don't forwards need to be shorter. I don't need to see, I don't need to see you thank every colleague and every, all your, I don't need you. If you're a psychologist writing a book, spare me the bullshit about thank you to all my clients who provided case studies and were so vulnerable and offered me your time and compat like shut up you're a doctor <laughs> you used your patients they did sign a release maybe you're using fake names we know that shut up we don't care we just want to hear the data um but this book it just goes this is another thing annoying in these psychology books they'll go there are three types of emotionally um avoidant parents 
and then they'll tell you each one of them and then they have to take you through each. I guess what my point is, is I just want, I want to know what I can do about it. Like all they do in this book, what I thought it was going to be was like, if you have emotionally immature parents, this is how it shows up in your relationships and here's what you can do about it. Instead, the whole book is just like, Here's how to not. Here's how to not be an emotionally avoidant parent or immature parent. First of all, it, tell, it helps you identify you had them, and then all of a sudden it's like, this is, this is what they do, and you go, yeah, I know, I lived it, and then they right. go, well, oh. here's here's how the, the here's how your parents got that way. It's like I don't give a fuck. I already forgave them. Like teach me how to live, <laughs> and like you're also screwed. they're assuming that you're gonna have yeah. children. Yes, maybe that's it. That annoys me. But I'm reading this new book that I um, actually think is going to help me a lot, even though I know I've said this about a bunch of books, but it can't hurt. And once it loads, it's called The Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler, K-O-T-L-E-R, Stephen with a V. The Art of Impossible. And it's really fascinating. And um, it talks about how... He uh, he used to... He was a journalist that was following people who would be in the X Games. And these people that were doing like death defying stunts like the X Games when it started, people were like, you can't do fucking 1400 degree spin on a half pipe or whatever. Like they were doing things that like no one could ever imagine a human could do. And they were doing it. And he was like, this is so fascinating that this is constantly happening. I'm seeing the impossible being achieved by people that had would would not you would never think science would not even think this is possible and then he pretty much gives you a step-by-step uh which is not easy to follow by any means like this takes a lot of work but if you want to do the impossible if you have like a goal that seems impossible there is a way to do it and it's a perfect mixture of um hold on let me look at my bookmark really quick it's a perfect mixture of um autonomy they found that people when they're told to work on something if you're at work and you're told um you gotta you have this deadline you gotta have this in you'll get the work done but you're not gonna glean from that work well what you as much as if you're not gonna like improve your yourself is not gonna improve from doing that work but if you are left to your own devices and told like do whatever you want with this time you will get so much more out of that so companies have like really used autonomy because they they know it's more productive so um it's really interesting um 3m you know that makes tape and stuff they were the first people to say to their um in 1948 they implemented this system where they allowed their employees 15 percent of their day they can do whatever they want work towards a project that they're passionate about and which then led to the development of the post-it note so they they did the math on it and they go okay well 15 percent of their income in 1948 and or until 1973 was like a billion dollars or something like 15% of like their revenue was spent on paying people to do nothing for their for 3M, right? It was just right. their personal development. But it led to innovation. A multi-billion dollar idea. And so Apple has done this, Facebook has done this, Google does this. They all have this thing of like during your 8-hour workday, 15% of that time is devoted to autonomy, whatever you want to do. And what it if might, you were like, I want to spend it on Instagram? Um, and no, it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be work. You know, it's oh. supposed to be like a passion project, like something right. that y- you're passionate about. So, um, but it's it's a mixture of autonomy. So doing something that you care about, mastery, so uh, uh, and flow. 
And mastery is really hard because you need to constantly be pushing yourself slightly. Like if you, if I want to improve singing and songwriting or, or playing music, I always have to be working on a song that's a slightly above my level of being able to play. Not a lot. It's a, it's a very fine window. So if you want to improve in things, if you go too far, you're going to hit a wall and you're going to stop improving always slightly better because the human brain gets huge shoots of dopamine when you are rewarded for learning something new. And like we are constantly in search of dopamine. That's what like makes us, that what is what, uh, so th- what this book is all about is like triggering motivation. Cause if you have motivation, you'll fucking do the work. Cool. And so to trigger motivation, you have to have dopamine and dopamine gets set off and nor- norepinephrine and all those good feeling things get set off when you slightly challenge yourself and you have little tiny wins. And, um, so this book kind of outlines how to perfectly reach a flow state. And a lot of it had to do also with like, you have to exercise. Um, you have to like literally move your body and exercise and you have to get into a flow state, which a lot of times um, surfing can, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how surfing causes that because it takes focus, but also your mind is, I don't, I, I've never had, I don't think I've been Jiu-jitsu. in a flow state before. Jujitsu. Yeah. You get in flow. Oh yeah. It's like this like meditative state when you're just kind of like, like you have this like tunnel vision where you're so like in the moment and those little wins and stuff that happens too in the sport. It's like, wow, so cool. Have you skied Nikki? Yes, I get, I definitely feel it in skiing. Uh, You're right. Like skiing is my favorite feeling when I'm going down mountain by myself as fast as I can trying little, he he compares it to skiing too, actually. Cause he's like, I try something new. I'm alone on the mountain. I'm alone in my head. Like it's just the skiing's the best fucking feeling. But this is what he says to really harness mastery as a motivator, which mastery is the hardest motivator there is. But if you get mastery down and you're mastering, like that's where you see the most growth. Mm -hmm. He says, take the 15% of your life that you've carved out for yourself. So 15% of your week is usually one afternoon. It's a four hour block. So four hours of your week and you can, or no five hours. I'm sorry. You either do a five-hour chunk once a week or you split it into two, two and a half hours. I don't think you can do five separate hours. So it's two and a half and two and a half or five altogether. Carve that out for yourself. Call it your autonomy time and spend Mm. it pushing on the challenge skills balance, which the challenge skills balance is what I just talked about of like slightly challenging. Like you're learning a new skill that's not completely, but you're going to feel a reward when you get there because you will get there because it's not too challenging. Trying to get a little better at something that's aligned and this is what else you need to have. You have to have curiosity about what you're pursuing because without that, you will you will not keep going. So you have to be curious about what you're pursuing, passionate, and it has to have a purpose. So you can't just want to write a book because I have a story to tell. Your story has to have a purpose to change the world. There has to be a purpose mm-hmm. behind what you want to do. If you want to write songs, like it just can't be my, pur- like it per- your purpose could be to make money and become famous, but that's not going to get you far. Your If your purpose is to change the world in some way, and even in some small way, but outside of yourself, you're going to also achieve so much more than if you are just keeping it to like your own personal goals. So this book is really um, fascinating. And um, I hope people read it if, if I've inspired them at all. Let's go to break and come back with um, some fan facts. 
if you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made made and discover what makes them so great from classics like Fleetwood Mac's dreams to the Ronettes be my baby and modern day classics like the killers Mr. Brightside listen to Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs on the iHeartRadio app Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts all right it's time for fan thrust and let's just get to final thought let's do it Oh, I've missed Avi's voice. <laughs> and I've missed our listeners' voices. Let's hear what they have to say. Okay. Uh, let's start off with Amanda. Hey, guys. I wanted to get your opinion on this because I feel like Nikki would have a strong one. Strong opinion. Um, there's a girl, oh. Shauna Ray. I'm 
sure you've seen videos on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. I guess she had a show or has a show on TLC and she had cancer, some sort of tumor in her pituitary gland and she wasn't <gasps> able to like mature. Girl. So she looks like an eight-year-old girl, mm-hmm. sounds like an eight-year-old girl, mm-hmm. but she's 23 years old and mm-hmm. this full-grown like adult man found the show or saw the show and liked her um and sent her flowers and all this stuff i don't know but they're dating and they're i don't broken know how to feel now, about it but you yeah. have to look it up um it's fucking freaking me out and i feel like he's probably a pedophile but this is like the perfect loophole you know i don't know yeah. what do you think it, it, it Bye, is a guys. perfect loophole Dude, uh, jack off <laughs> Yeah, okay, now you know how I feel at the end of every episode. It's really hard to come up with Jay things, so thank you for that. Um, uh, what is this listener's name again? Amanda. Amanda, thank you so much for this. Yeah, this is an interesting story. Um, you're. I think you're going to... I'm. I'm going to surprise you here and say that I'm okay with it because I've watched a lot of this girl's clips and she comes across to me very much like an adult with just a child's voice and that looks like a child, but like her essence to me is so adult that she's maybe more adult than like a lot of fully grown women I see that like do talk like this and are just like, I'm a little baby girl. Mm -hmm. Like she's more autonomous and like knows who she is more. And especially given that she has that affliction, I think, or that whatever uh, thing with her pituitary gland that I think that she's probably a cooler person and more mature because she's had to deal with such scrutiny probably her whole life. And I think this guy, and I trust her to snuff out who wants to date her because she looks like a child and who doesn't because she's probably been dealing with this her whole life or mm-hmm. her whole adult life, really. Um, but I do, first of all, yes, yeah, Spidey Sense goes off and you go, what, what? I mean, same with male gynecologist. Why? Why do you want this above anything else? And I feel like I saw some clip where he was drawn to her because of her personality and I trusted him and I believed him. Although I do think they are broken up now. Noah, do we have any update that you can find about their status? Let me just see. A travel blogger who is accused of being creepy for dating a 23-year-old woman who looks like an eight-year-old girl has given an update on the pair's relationship. Swigert, the guy, recently shared several snaps on Ray, whatever. Okay, so what's the update here? He said they're um, better off as friends than Yeah, lovers. we are just good friends. We're getting to know each other. But I think it's absolutely disgusting, the attitude of some people. She's been through so much in life. She survived cancer as a child. She's always felt different, was treated by society. And her pussy does not feel like an eight-year-old's. Well, <laughs> why would he say that? No. Um, I, you know, it sucks for this girl because yeah. anyone she dates is going to look suspicious. And I think I want to... I want her to be able to have all the things that I have as an adult woman in life. So I want to be air on the side of like, I'm going to trust her to find someone that's not a pedophile, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look great. I mean, it'd be um, worse also, if she chose a child. Today. Exactly. Like, yeah. is she supposed to be alone her <laughs> whole so life true. is the other thing. She's but, like, let me please you guys and just date someone that looks like, like me. I'm going to date an eight year old. And then <laughs> yeah. we'd be like, Oh, that looks better. And if you, she just looks like a, adult woman shrunk down she yeah. does you know you, she doesn't look like a little person because little people have like definite different features that make them look like little people but she looks like she there's adultness to her um do you think her skin ages do you know what I mean like do you think she because she's small and she has like almost like her skull shape has not taken 
that of an adult. So she's like a child's probably skull. But the amount but of do you think collagen. Skin? I think just oh, the amount right. of collagen leaves our body after certain Yeah, so years. she's probably losing that, but maybe she's not because her body thinks she's eight. Like, maybe why not is- as quickly because your pituitary gland regulates aging, doesn't it? Yes. So how do we stunt that for all of us? Yeah. I'm Googling we, we Shauna should study her like regime. the last of us. <laughs> we should use her blood and rub it all over us. Yes. <laughs> oh, shouldn't we study facial? this girl? Shouldn't we get her to the fireflies as quickly as possible? That's the last of us reference. J-Lo's already on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She probably... Watch out, girl. Shauna Ray. <laughs> J-Lo will be harvesting <laughs> yeah, your, your platelet cells. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah, I can't. By the way, that fucking Ben Affleck commercial, Super Bowl commercial, where he works the drive-through. Can we give credit where credit is due? David Letterman did that first. Go look it up. YouTube. David Letterman used to be at the McDonald's and Taco Bell drive-throughs, and people would order, and then they'd see David Letterman. It was hilarious, and it annoys me that they stole that idea. And there, Bob did it. Like Albert Brooks's brother. By him, can I remember his name? He's on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He died. Bob. Oh yeah. Uh. uh what's his uh, Super Dave yeah, Osborne? Yeah. 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 He yeah, did that. Super Dave. Didn't he do that on Dave? I don't know. Yeah, he used to do stuff like that too. But yeah, it really bugged me watching that commercial. I'm like, ugh, they just ripped off another comedy bit, and it's just they gross me out. But that's my opinion, not knowing them at all. But you know. I think we all know. Okay, let's get to the next caller. Okay, let's give Peyton some advice. Mm. Hello, everyone. Um, this is my third time trying to get this done in less than 90 seconds. So Aww. I'm going to just jump right into it. <laughs> my brother messaged me saying that he can only RSVP for himself for my wedding in March. That is correct. Because I asked him multiple times whether or not he was going to bring his boyfriend and I received no response. My brother rarely texts or calls back unless he needs something, which is typically money. Um, the wedding is going to be small and family only and is less than 30 people. No one in my family other than my mother and I know that he's gay or even in a committed relationship. Um, my family also thinks of my brother as the golden child that can do no wrong. But they are also the typical backwood Appalachians that people would expect from Southern West Virginia. Is it shitty of me to not want my brother to come out to our entire family on my wedding day? Hmm. Or like, what should I do? <laughs> Let me know. Also, Nikki, oh. I am very excited to see you in Lexington, Kentucky in Yay! less than a month. Um, this will be my first oh my God, in-person comedy show, and I'm very excited. I've been listening to you oh. for a very long time. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, girl. And how cool. I I mean, what an interesting question. Yeah. This is a hard one. Um, I'm going to go with... Ugh, man, I know... I can't relate to weddings being a special day. Like how, like, I think I can relate to this. Like if my sister wanted to got in, if my sister got engaged at my comedy special, my first comedy special taping or something like I'm trying to relate it to my own life of like, this is my night and you're doing your thing, but getting engaged isn't the same as coming out. So that's tough too. Okay. My sister comes out. Like if someone wanted to come out, um, I feel that your brother sounds like he's very angry with your family. Like if he doesn't get back to things and he feel like, and he seems like he's probably not operating on a level that a functioning human would operate. If he's not getting back to text, he's asking you for money and stuff might be all from the fact that he has had 
to hide who he is uh, within your larger family and within the, your you know culture growing up in uh, West Virginia. So my instinct is like throw him a bone. Like maybe him being able to come out will be will like make him a better brother. And like, uh, but at the same time, you only get one wedding, you know, if it goes well. So maybe there's some kind of middle ground where he can come out. Maybe, maybe the wedding ceremony boyfriend not there i've skipped a wedding ceremony where my boyfriend went because it was just family it was catholic and like and then i jo- i went and got a massage and then i joined them for the reception later maybe the boyfriend shows up at the reception by that time you've had your glory of getting married it's time for you to just be on the dance floor and party anyway it's not you're not even going to notice the attention's not on you something like that or maybe or maybe offering to you know, support him in some way to facilitate him coming out in a different way with your family in a different time, but hold his hand through it and support him and, and offer your like love and support in and figuring out the best way to do that. That isn't your wedding day um, might be good. Uh, but this sounds like a really tough situation and I do not um, envy the position you're in. So what do you guys think? Uh, I am maybe being like neurodivergent on You're this. You're getting or- married with a small wedding. What do you think? Can I come out at your wedding? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have questions for this woman. If she was here, I'd ask follow-ups. Like, is it more important that your brother comes out to you? Or is it more important that you know how many people are coming to your wedding? Because that was confusing. It sounds like she no, wants RSVPs. No, it sounds like it's... It sounds like there's a she needs to find out if he wants to bring his partner or not. It sounds like he probably has gotten back to her about like, yes, I do want to bring my partner. And now the issue it started out, it sounded like it was about like how many people I think the real issue is, does my brother come out at my wedding or not? I would say and it's going to be a big deal if he does show up with a guy. Lay off. Just say, Hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like he's going to come out when it's his it's his journey. But if he brings his his boyfriend to her wedding, it's a coming it's coming out. So what? Because everyone will see it. So well, what? It's your it's your wedding day. Oh, and she's, you want she the doesn't attention. want the spotlight taken off herself. I'm so confused. Yeah, which I, think, I don't think is a, is a bad thing to feel. Like nobody cares. If, if you're gay in West Virginia, I'm sorry, it's still a little bit backwards there. That's in what terms it sounds like. It sounds like her family is still it's kind of be like the talk in the backwards. Of the day. Okay, let me read. It's going to be his this. day. I, is like, she I'd, saying this? I don't want my brother to come out at my wedding. I'm having she's saying she's if asking I could, if she's if it's like selfish of her to have those feelings of like that. I kind of don't want my brother to come out of my wedding oh, because it's gonna pull you're focus. allowed to have any feelings you want but like beyond that what is she really asking us is that she's it? asking us if it's okay for her to tell her brother don't come out at my wedding yet because yes. it's just it's too much yes. of a big deal and this is my day it's totally okay okay I completely misunderstood thank you <laughs> I thought um, she was like, but do you understand why him- that would be hard to tell your brother? Like, especially given that he has spent his whole life closeted, probably with their family to well, be like, I would say closet to- yourself one more event. Yes, mm. of course. But bestie, if you were dating a woman, it would be no issue. And you could bring your new girlfriend. But so passive. She's being so indirect. Like, even I didn't understand what she's saying. What she really wants to say. She's like cloaking with 15 way, things. Honey. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> No, I, I can't wait. Well, yeah, she's, I can't I think she's being, I think 
she's ashamed of this feeling that she's having that okay. she doesn't want to share this day with her brother's very important day of coming out, which obviously she acknowledges the importance of that. And she loves her brother and wants him to have that. I don't think this is her being like, stay closeted. I don't want anyone right. to know you're gay. It's like, I don't want them to know. I don't want them to find out you're gay today. But it doesn't he sound like that sounds to me. reluctant to even it doesn't RSVP. Sound like that to you? So it doesn't sound like she doesn't want to share the day. And I think um, a little bit harping on what Nikki said, there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't want s- some form of drama to happen at the wedding. I've spent a lot of time planning it and I want the day to go like this. However, mm-hmm. I do want to support you and I want to be there to hold your hand through this moment mm-hmm. and to introduce your boyfriend to the family. Sometimes there's like a pre-event dinner. Why don't yeah. you invite him to that? Or some kind of family affair that happens before the wedding. So then that way, at your wedding, it could be a harmonious event. And hopefully, you, even your, what did she say? Like her, her backwoods f- family or whatever will take some curiosity and use that as like a loving event to not only celebrate you, but get to know your brother in this new way, um, new light in their world and his boyfriend. That's yeah, my Yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, I and now I'm coming at it from the brother's angle of like this this weekend I got, you know, I was doing this event at the 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 rock and roll event I did and there's these I'm trying to, you know, win over this crowd and I have 5 minutes and I said something before the show I was like talking to the producers of the thing and I was like I'm a little nervous about what material to do and they're like we just want you to like kind of the the auction is happening right after you go on so maybe like kind of just like make fun of how they're all rich, tell them to like fucking, do- and I go, yeah, I'll be like, you know, I know you guys are rich and you're, gr- you got rich because you're greedy motherfuckers, but like tonight's not the night to be greedy. We all know how you voted. You know, like I was, right. I just said that. I was just like riffing of like what the, and then this guy took me aside and like was like really rich guy who was like part of the event was like, I know your act. Political stuff isn't going to work with this crowd. And I go, well, you don't know my act because I don't do political jokes. You just heard me like say that off the hand. So you're acting like you've like familiar with me. But I mean, I didn't say this, but I go, you well, you don't know my act because I don't do anything political like ever. I was just, you know, say and I tell you the second he told me not to fucking say something about voting. (laughs) You wanted to do I was five. Like the second you feel oppressed for something you know is right and the second you feel like don't upset trump people i mean that if that whenever i get told don't upset tiptoe around trumpers feelings i mean the the party of fuck your feelings and then i have to tiptoe around their feelings i fucking get enraged and i want to throw my whole set i mean i want to do all i want to go i want to i want to go the other way and 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 i feel it's all related to that injustice of like, I just of, I'm not going to let these people who like, it's like going, I don't want to cater to their good time when they are on the wrong side of things. So I don't want, so I could see your brother being like, I'm so angry that I have to pretend I'm something Mm -hmm. other than I am because these people are so closed minded and I have to do it one more fucking night because my sister doesn't want to share. Like I could see, and I could also see how he's a loose cannon and you telling him the truth, which is, I'd rather you do it another time, which is so fine for you to say. And I believe the way I would feel as well. I could see how that would be terrifying because he could have that reaction that I had, which is like, oh, another fucking injustice. Another time I have to keep my mouth shut. Well, I'm going to, when they say, does anyone want to object to this wedding? I'm going to stand up and go, I'm gay. You know, like (laughs) I could see it going, I could see how 
tricky this is. And I don't think I offered any solutions. Why but I, does he so get much a empathy. plus one? Is it too late? Like, did she already invite him with a plus one? I mean, I think she said this was a month ago, so I bet you we're going to find out in Lexington. I hope she gets a meet and greet. If you yeah, hear this, come talk to us. Honey, go to the merch booth, get a meet and greet, and then tell us what happened because this is a month after you left the message. So something has happened in this time, and I'll see you in Lexington on Saturday <laughs> to get the details. Okay, we have to go. Great fan threads. Keep leaving messages. You can find them on our Instagram in the link. Um, Thank you guys for listening this week. We'll see you this weekend in Bloomington, Indiana. That is going to be tomorrow night, Thursday. Then um, Newport, Kentucky, which is pretty much Cincinnati, is going to be Friday night. And then, and my dad is also going to be on that show, so that's going to be really fun. And then Saturday, oh, we'll be in Lexington, Kentucky. So um, very excited, and and we'll get answers to what happened with that guy, um, the, the girl's brother and her wedding. Um, thanks for listening. Anya, are your teeth going to be normal next week? Uh, I, th- I, no, it'll be like three weeks. <laughs> well, <laughs> what? Uh, I look forward to, to that update. Did too. you think they would? I don't know. I don't know when you're having the, when you're having them like the, the, the chiclet feeling removed. I don't know if I can for like a while. Like I don't, why? The, Cause I'm, a, I have to live with these temporaries for a week. Then I'll shave them okay. down again and make some adjustments. And they send it to a fucking lab for three weeks. Yeah, it takes forever. I, that, that's why I asked. I didn't assume it would be anytime soon. But it's I'm just so gonna worth live it. With this for a and long, I think they look time. amazing, <laughs> as I've told you a million times. Like I'm thinking Thank about you. getting it too because it's so. It just looks. And now you can have whatever teeth you want, and you're and they are big enough that you can now make them perfectly what you want them to be. Like they're giving you, you a shave lot of, off too much. You can't get it back. You won't though. You won't. Okay. It, Did you feel like this when you got your vo- vocal cord surgery? Like what if I come absolutely. back? Absolutely. I felt like this when I got LASIK. Like I can't go back to having blurry vision. Who would want to? But there was something about like, I don't know if people relate to this when you, you know, when even when Kirsten got her Invisalign, she had like moved on and her teeth were straight. She was like, I miss Invisalign. I want those back. <laughs> like you want... You just want the, the other day you were kind of depressed and I go, I think it's because you just are getting rid of your teeth that you've had yeah. your entire life. I betrayed my teeth. Yeah, it's grief. I mean, your your teeth, the old teeth are gone forever. And if there's someone a, asks like me a how warning. I'm doing, I'll just be like, I'm grieving my teeth. Yeah, I grieve hair. When I lose one strand of hair, I go, this has been with me for four years. I look at it and I go, it's a half an inch a month at most. And I go, that's, that's fucking two years that this thing and I go I'm, I get sad so it makes total sense but I'm excited to see your smile as it evolves alright we gotta go Thanks, thank you guys for listening don't be cool and just shave down your teeth <laughs> welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list I'm Brittany Spanos and I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.